quote the raven. Piss off! <laughs> I'm becoming Brundlefly. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Don't forget your gold plugging. Motherfucker, I'm trying to watch the last boy. It's all ball bearings nowadays. That's bone. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Wait, who's go, that guy? Who's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it was Steve. me all along, Steven. I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah. Greetings and salutations. You are listening to Intermission, a podcast where we cast aside society's torment of alternative cinema and scrutinize them from our own perspectives. Salutations? Is that bad? Are you like a 18th century like <laughs> shoe peddler? I just salutations, thought. customer. <laughs> You like the kid? Who, see my fine footwear. You like the kid who grew up like in a basement and never left it, but then he did like a school play once, and he was like, "Greetings and salutations, my well, fellow now, students." <laughs> well, now I'm fucking saying it forever. We're never not going to say it. So during the podcast, we will take a brief intermission, grab a joint, take a dab, grab a beer, or however you intermish, and brace yourself for tonight's cinematic decay: The Raven, starring John the Poe Cusack. Uh. <laughs> Damn. And we, of course, are your hosts. I am Tiffany, or Tiffa. We have Mark joining us on Skype. Hi, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's hey, what's up? Hey, 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 how's it going? <laughs> how, how are you guys going over there? And, oh, uh, um, well, it's just me and the cat who's sleeping on a bag of, uh, a pile of paper bags. That's where I sleep. <laughs> and a nap, but he's on an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that, of course, poser house cat is Joshua right in front of me. Hi, Josh. Hi. Hi. And uh, I'm sure you guys all enjoyed the Raven this week. My pick. I apologize. Mm. It was not very mm. good. They're never good. No. Your picks are always bad. <laughs> I do like to torture people. I think you just like shitty movies. <laughs> I like good movies too. <laughs> I just, there's, you? There's I just don't watch them because I don't really like them and I like these crap movies instead. Well, sometimes they're really long, <laughs> but this one was pretty long. Oh, I actually clocked the official moment when I gave up on this movie. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Uh, 47 minutes and one second. Well, there's at least an hour more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never more. <laughs> there's at least an hour, never more. Yeah. Um, so before we get to the intermission, uh, we each have a pre-intermission analysis that we're going to share with everyone. Hmm. I guess since it was my pick, I will go first. Oh, so so nice of you. Thank you. I'm a, I'm I'm going to apologize again because before I wrote this, I watched The Raven, then I got really stoned and read The Raven. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very long because, you know, that's just Wow, you're really getting me excited about this. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Can I drink while you do it or is that cool? Please. Please do. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) Here we go. Edgar Allan Poe has long since been synonymous with mystery, terror, and madness. His work has inspired many stories, plays, and films. Unfortunately, the atmosphere of Poe's work has been lost on director James Mateague. His 2012 film, The Raven, was directed with no mystery or imagination. The mishmash of historical events leave the film's title as the only aspect of the film that is reminiscent of the classic tale. All surface and tepidly macabre, this fictional adaptation gives an anemic tribute to Poe's cryptic last days. Amidst the abundance of offensive acting and unoriginality, a miscast John Cusack gives an uninspired performance as Poe. <laughs> that my slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> slow clap. That was drop the mic. 
Don't though, because it's expensive. Well, it was so it was so good that I'm not going to even read mine. That's not true. <laughs> oh, that's damn not it. true. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Mark, I'd love to hear your oh your your opinion. All right. Often credited as the architect of modern short stories, Edgar Allan Poe, or Eep, as his friends refer to him, <laughs> is, <laughs> is highly renowned for his philosophical and artistically altering the course of modern-day literature. While his works were not acclaimed during his lifetime, Poe did earn a monochrome of respect as both a poet and a man of letters for his success of The Raven. Today, Edgar Allan Poe's legacy sits atop a very short list of artists who profoundly shaped modern-day literature both in its popular format and its more complex styles. Mm -hmm. It should hold true that any film chronicling both his life and his death would be as prestigious as his own collection itself. Or one can go in the opposite direction, as with the 2012 film The Raven, and make a complete pile of horseshit. (laughs) 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 I just closed my book of notes and I'm like, wait, I still need those. That's it. Show over. Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. Thanks for listening. And girls and people are in between. (laughs) Fuck Poe. All right. Well, I guess not Poe. Oh, what? what? Wait, what'd you say? Popo? Not poor mouth breather. Poe. All right, Joshua. What do you got for us today? A raven will descend from the skies to pick the flesh from the bodies of the newly dead. Or in the case of the film, the raven, it will descend to pick the metaphorical flesh from the long dead. The raven takes the final days of the melodramatic poet Edgar Allan Poe and turns them into a poorly written episode of Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) This raises for me the question of what other writers can filmmakers shove into cheap murder mysteries? Can a film be made about Token, where he's hot on the trail of a pack of deranged dwarven kidnappers? How about a movie about H.P. Lovecraft, where he's chasing a serial killer wearing a squid hat? Or, a better idea, a better idea is for them to take a notes from Poe's The Cast of Montiago and entomb themselves underground, sparing the rest of us from their nonsense. So uh, you just want everyone to brick everybody off. I just want them to kill themselves. <laughs> so I would say it seems like none of us really enjoyed this film. I mean, on paper, it sounds like a pretty cool idea, right? It does. It does. And I think it had the opportunity no, to be good. No, I would not green like that. I would put a big red X yeah. on yes. no. No, no, kind sir. <laughs> you know what I, I realized <laughs> after watching this was uh, there's actually or was a TV series that basically held the same premise. Murder, was, She Wrote? No. It was um, The Following. And it was mm. about uh, someone chasing a deranged cult leader who idolized Edgar Allan Poe of all really? oh, people. That sounds great. It was terrible. Oh. <laughs> it was utter yeah. trash. Hey. It kind of reminds me of, in a weird way, in the mouth of madness, where like his stories were coming to life in that one mm. town. You ever see right, that? Right. Not in a, not like since it came out. Actually, for me, I thought it really reminded me of From Hell. Um, oh, okay. Like they were really trying to like copy what that was. Actually, it reminded me of like a fucking handful of movies. And well, it was like Sleepy Hollow. And... Yeah, yeah. I wrote a bunch of them down too. So we can talk about that later. But I think. Uh, I think we should get started with the intermission probably pretty soon um, so we can actually properly dissect this movie um, yes. and really get into it with my mind at its full brilliance. So, Damn, did you just get really close to the mic, son? You got really... No, I'm in the same spot the whole time. You got you got really intense for a second there. I got really like... Her eyes got big. Exci- I got excited. It's because I haven't fucking smoked all day. <laughs> I'm like trying to fucking get this, get this in my body. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, also today's intermission is brought to you by Purple Snow. Mm. It's a sativa dominant hybrid uh, grown in the lush hills of Northern California. So I say we go ahead and take that intermission right now, unless anyone objects. Yeah, you fucking stoner pieces of shit. <laughs> Smoke your mind to an unintelligent haze. <laughs> Overruled. Joshua will not be joining us. <laughs> well, not the Joshua now, but a new Joshua. Not the Joshua you know. Whoa. Can you ever really know Joshua? Nevermore. Nevermore. <laughs> Nevermore. <laughs> we'll be right back. Beetlejuice? Yeah, it was one of the episodes. It's called Potpourri. Beetlejuice like opens the door, Raven comes in, is like, dude, shit's about to get fucked. And then uh, and then uh, Edgar Allan Poe comes over and like cries. But like Beetlejuice is like groundhog dang. So like one night it's the mask of the red death, one it's the telltale heart. But when I was little, I was like, this is creepy. It scared me. Especially because he was crying all the time. I think it made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't really feel those emotions in a cartoon. And I also think John Cusack may have got his inspiration from him the poe and the beetlejuice one they have the same joke because hmm. he op- oh, that's yeah he opens the door and then Beetlejuice's like what do you want and he's like it's, i'm fucking poe and he's like yeah well i'm not giving you any money he's like not poor poe you insolent fucking turd or something like that but like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah they did the same joke and that was like a show from the 80s that's upsetting I feel bit. like it's a pretty obvious joke with that right? Poe show. <laughs> I hope you guys had a great, enjoyable intermission. Wait, who, me? Sure, or anyone. Oh, like, yeah, awesome. I would love to hear your intermission story as long as it's not gross. Even if it's gross, I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> so I imagine you guys really want to talk about this movie. You know it. Yeah. Can't fucking wait. Just go in. Balls deep to the movie. <laughs> okay. So hopefully everyone watched the movie and didn't just raw dog it in. Uh, we just all watched it. Spit on it and stick it in. Yeah. No. No, don't do that. Watch the movie instead. I think a pretty good porn name would be Edgar Anal Poe. No? Okay, never mind. How about Poo? Edgar- oh, Edgar Anal Poo? <laughs> That's an awful Maybe- porn name. <laughs> That's great. Why would anyone hire you? <laughs> Except for poop porn. Well, my no name is, to watch it can that. be changeable. Really sick weirdos. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to hire me, I could, I could change the name. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. The, the name is negotiable. I'm not married to the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess the movie, huh? Yeah. yeah. So we get the opening and it says, on October 7th, 1849, Edgar Allan Poe was found near death on a park bench in Baltimore, Maryland. The last days of his life remain a mystery. Which, I'm sorry, huge spoiler for the ending of the movie. <laughs> well, they did one of those, like, uh... Well, I'm pretty certain we all know that he died, because that's <laughs> historical fact. No, Dude. but the movie could have took, like, took place, like, when he was 35. <laughs> it could have took place when he was 30. Like, I didn't know... It's just setting the time frame for the movie. Do you also watch World War II movies, and if they're, like, hit the days of Hitler's defeat, and you're like, well, fuck. Well, <laughs> I don't I know watch... how this war ends. I can okay. just turn this movie off. No. <laughs> 
I don't watch like Steven Private Ryan and it's like <laughs> they all died four days later. I'm like, oh, okay, well, fuck, great. <laughs> Can't wait to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's a few days earlier. He's looking up into the sky on a park bench and going, <sighs> yeah, so they, 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 they tell you about his death and then they show you his death and you're like, well, really no way other way for this movie to end. I, I thought maybe it would have been like a like a witness relocation thing. Hmm. Like the, like the FBI was going to fake his death and send him to Arizona. Fuck, this isn't the there. eraser. With the, <laughs> <laughs> I'll start saying it. This is like 1830. He did. Yeah, I think of all the witness relocation <laughs> movies, the eraser was your example. <laughs> so good. And then he goes to the bar and establishes himself as a character by which I hate. He's an, he's an asshole. He, yeah, he's kind He's like a pretentious drunk who's very entitled and pushy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things. And, and and very full of himself. Very full of himself. And he just drinks that guy's fucking beer. I thought that guy was going to fuck him up. You don't ever do that. Even now you don't do that. That's a fighting thing. That's a fighting thing. That's a murdering <laughs> thing. Dude, I don't know. Whoa. If someone Calm just down. Oh, I'm sorry, if, someone, <laughs> if someone just grabbed my beer and fucking drank it, I would assume that person wants me to punch them. <laughs> It's it's kind of like they came up and slapped you in the face a little bit. Oh, it's a slap in the face. <laughs> I think that's an expression. Wait, is it? Yes, it's a slap it in the face. It certainly is. <laughs> and that's slap in the face. And also, I don't know why he assumed the guy would buy him a drink for this, but he's like, "I get a free drink for every person that can end this quote." No, he said a free drink to anyone who can finish this quote. Yeah. And then he didn't even follow through on that. Because he couldn't afford it anyways. He couldn't afford his own drinks. He knew. He knew he wasn't going to buy anyone anything. <laughs> he was just kind of like talking shit. Calls that dude a mouth breather. <laughs> the pub scene is pretty long. Yeah. But it's kind of tight too. Yeah. It's probably the best scene she in the movie. She just likes people screaming in bars. Oh boy. I do. And I, <laughs> and I really like the part where he drank it and then broke something on the ground. I like when people drink stuff and smash it on the ground. <laughs> well, no. When he broke it is when the guy, the French guy said... Uh, Nevermore, and then he went, ha, ha, and then smashed it. That was the best part of the entire movie. We don't care. You're still not drinking. Yeah, you fucking dipstick. I don't care if that weird guy in the corner likes your fucking phone. (laughs) We still don't like you and still aren't buying you a drink. Get out. Um, And then all of a sudden we're transported to a carriage flying through to a police scene where a woman is screaming and they're responding to the scream. Yeah. But it's like a locked door mystery because it's like the door is locked on the inside, the window is nailed shut, and there's two bodies and one of them is in the chimney. Right. So they're like, what? And you see the killer lock the door. We do. So you know that he's locked in there with yeah. whoever's screaming. And then they get in there, no one's there, there's a dead lady and then a kid in the chimney. And I was like, total classic chimney gag. <laughs> <laughs> A hand falling down from the chimney. Classic. I, yeah. I knew it wasn't him climbing up the chimney. He'd be stuck. Well, I mean, you know, Santa Claus. I'm just going to say that. But he has, like, magical glitter. Oh, it's true. lets him slide right in. <laughs> slide right down. Oh, has, oh, silicone lube. Okay, got it. Yes, very lubricated. Oh, so, uh, cop recognizes the crime scene. Yes, and it's the only time Detective Fields is normal. Yeah. Or, like, casual. Every other time he's just going to be screaming. <laughs> It's awesome because I thought his name was Detective Feels, and I was like, "That's kind of a that was a weird that was a weird choice." Like Professor Emotions. Um, Detective Feels figures out that the window is not a normal window. One of the nails is a button, and the window opens. That is how the killer escapes. But very reminiscent of a story he's read. Yes. Then we see Poe again, and he is assaulting a carriage. Yes. <laughs> 
uh, which has a chick in it that he fancies. It's the love interest. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And her father does not like him. No. No. Senor Hamilton. Which, the only guy in the movie I can relate to. How so? Because he thinks Poe's a piece of shit, and I'm like, he is a piece of shit. <laughs> I agree. Get away from my daughter, you fucking fuck. fuck. <laughs> he's kind of a shitbag. And he's drunk a lot. But I think drunks back then were, like, more charming. Like, it was like, oh, that's the town drunk. Well, it's like... He's so eccentric. Same as like today. You're a drunk rich dude. You're charming. You're a drunk yeah. slob poor guy. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> You're under arrest. <laughs> they do do a thing, though, where, like, he meets up with a girl later. And I'm like, oh, I get it. He's, like, a brilliant poet and a writer. And she's like, yeah. I did Well, it. yeah. So I was like, okay, I get it. He's a complete asshole, but, like, his brain is so great that she's like, mm-hmm. I see you for who you really are, Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, it doesn't matter what she thinks. She was just a plot device anyways. And <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. in real life, he used to write uh, poems for many women. Of course he did. Born nowadays, he'd probably play guitar. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. And now, Freebird. Yeah, he had uh, some of the women's names, like, hidden, so you couldn't tell that was their name and stuff. But he would be like, this is about you. The song's about you. Every rose has its <laughs> My panties! <laughs> so he's obviously doing it to that girl already. And yeah, then, uh he goes to his job at the paper? Oh, yeah, because he's all excited because, like, his article is going to get published. So he works at the no, paper? No, he's a writer. for He's freelance. No, he's a free, he's a freelance writer, yeah. He seems to be there a lot. They're purely the people that publish him the most. Yeah. And he has an assistant. No, he doesn't. What? No, he just has a dude that he, like, he has a in with. Like a like a intern who, like, worships him. Oh. But then, oh, yeah, so I think, you know, because that guy has published a lot of his works early on and kind right. of, like, help establish who he is, so... Yeah, and I guess he did just get back in Baltimore. Yeah. And apparently he's a critic also. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he called Emerson a sad, festering literary whore, which I also enjoyed. <laughs> That's probably fact, actually. Very actual, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in the history of background Poe, they do reference a lot of his uh, early, like, criticisms of, you know, other stuff. So that was one of the things he was known for besides his his poems and his stories. I mean, really? It's the same thing artists do nowadays. They do their yeah. art and then they just talk shit about each other as well. Oh, like, yeah, it was like Twitter wars before Twitter. Yeah. Know? So Griswold and Poe had a huge, like, you know, going back and forth. And that was the guy who was chained to the uh, pendulum. Oh, so, oh, we haven't really said. So there's a serial killer who's reenacting Poe's murders. From his stories. So he has a pit and pendulum system built. Yeah. I have no idea how or where he could have put it, but he did it. And he has that mm-hmm. critic who did not like Poe tied to it. And it's swinging back and forth. And then all of a sudden, pit chops him pendulum. in half. So wow. can we say that Fields brings in Poe because he thinks that he is the killer. But then he's like, okay, but you're not the killer. Yeah. Yeah. They arrest him. Yeah. But they arrest him with like, okay, well, you're not the killer, but you got to help us find the killer stuff. yeah well when he goes in there too well, they roll him out real quick like. right pose like do you know who i am i'm drunk i'm fucking eep i'm drunk <laughs> so fields now thinks he fucking knows stuff brings poe there and pose like i can't believe what happened i actually think <laughs> that john cusack kind of looked like he was shocked by the murder i mean I, wouldn't you be if someone was no but like the acting yeah, Wait, yeah. are you saying he did a good job of acting well, he's a competent actor, even if the movie was shit. So. In that specific scene, yes. I thought, I believed him that he was like, oh no, this is horrible, but this is totally my story. 
Awesome. Which this has to be the worst detective work too, because instead of like just tracking down who recently had a giant fucking pendulum gear mechanism made, <laughs> because like nowadays, even nowadays that shit would be hard to buy. Yeah. But then you would have to go to a fucking blacksmith. Be yeah. Like here's the blueprints for the gears I want. I need a <laughs> axe, but rounded. Yeah. But rounded. And eighty feet tall. Yeah. But yeah. It was like I I couldn't imagine the mechanism being that big. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it was like right. But the, but this is like what the 18th century where like police officers were like oh someone got murdered here let's burn the house down so no one else gets murdered here <laughs> in the pit in the pendulum no but... this is 1830 1849 1849 possess basic human logic and detective work yeah but like, I mean <laughs> considering they were like drawing chalk around dead bodies like 20 years ago so they knew where the <laughs> that's an urban legend they never actually did that sure they did no they didn't they yeah, only they do that did. in movies nah I, I believe that is. <laughs> They did it in Point Break. <laughs> a movie? That's a good, yeah. That's good evidence that it doesn't happen. Yeah. In, in the uh, Pit and Pendulum movie with uh, Vincent Price, it's uh, a lot thinner. The pen- what, the blade? Or yeah. The... And also for this guy, it sliced him like in half, like in five seconds. Well, I know. Yeah, it was kind of fucking brutal. Yeah. Well, I thought it was supposed to be a little bit at a time, which is why it's so awful. But it's like... Psh, psh, psh. But I think it was like it was four. It was like four yeah, swipes. Yeah, it was pretty fast. Was pretty impatient. Maybe the shit just didn't yeah. work right, and he was like, "Oh." He's like, "Fuck!" It was supposed to be slower. <laughs> oh, I spent years making this. I mean, he is a copy. He's copying things. Yeah, They're not true, his ideas. True. Well, yeah, but he's the only one to ever actually like create them in, in reality. Like he like made it though. Okay. Poe just was like, "Hey, these are words of it." Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and exactly. And then he's like. I physical made it. <laughs> so like these are like words of what it. <laughs> These yeah. are the words of what I would want. He made but... <laughs> fantasy a reality. <laughs> that's sure. Yeah, that's a way to put it. Yeah. I like my way better. <laughs> no, I like your way better too. <laughs> so cool. the detective and Poe asked Captain Hamilton, who is Poe's girlfriend's dad, not to have her birthday ball. And he's like, fuck that. I have her birthday ball. Oh, yeah. yeah, because like he's leaving clues about what the next story he's going to imitate is. Because they think he's going to reenact the mask of the Red Death. And he leaves a, a, a mask of the Red Death. And they're like, oh, well, it takes place at a party. There's a party happening tomorrow. A masquerade ball. It happens to be the party that my girlfriend's dad is throwing. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> so he's like, no. He's like, no, I don't care about anyone's safety. No. Yeah, no. And it's his, I feel like if it was my own daughter's, like, fucking 16th birthday, I'd be like, nah, we'll just wait a week. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna have, like... Everyone looks forward to this every year, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, bi- it's a big fucking deal, Tiffany. I, I get that. People really like this. I-, I get it, and it also probably looks like his life isn't under control or something if he does it, but yeah. still. Did you hear that Captain Reginald had to push his party back a week? Oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like, okay, you can have the party, but some of my boys got to be there in costume, chilling. He's like, I don't want this to be a police ball. And they're like, whatever, old man. Um. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because like, he's like, don't, okay, you can have the cops come, but only a few. But then in the next scene, there's like 50, <laughs> it's like 50 fucking And they're cops. all wearing the same mask, which is kind of obvious too. It's like, here's a group of 20 men all wearing the same mask with that cop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and when he's talking to the group of cops in masks, he says, the Grim Reaper, a ghost, the Headless Horseman, should be easy to spot. And then the Headless Horseman does come in. He does. Well, it looks like the Headless Horseman. Except and then for the he head. Turn- 
Well, no. It's making him just a horseman. <laughs> I, uh... When he's riding in the Sleepy Hollow Forest, he looks like a headless horseman. And then when he comes into the ball, he turns into a skeleton. And then the dad shoots him. And then he turns into a human. Hmm. <laughs> but, wow. No, do you know? Just wow. But, but all of that happens yes. like, during his ride. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, he's flying down the road and you're like, this thing is a phantasm. No, right? that's the headless horseman. And then when he yeah. gets inside, he looks like a skeleton. <laughs> and then the dad shoots him and he takes off his skeleton face and he's like, oh, I thought. I, like, I was hired to do this, man. By like, yeah. The, the party hire. Yeah. Right. The way you just described it, a man without a head was riding a horse in the fog, <laughs> which one isn't true. He had a head. So sleepy. Ho- Secondly, sleepy a, per- a skeleton burst into the room riding a horse. No, it's was, the same guy turned into a skeleton. He's not turned into a skeleton. It's just a person in a skeleton costume. Got it. With you. Secondly, he falls off the horse and he removes his mask, not morphing from a skeleton into a human being. It's a person just taking a mask off. And then he becomes... No, he becomes human. No. He's human all along. Thank you, And Mark. then... Then he says that. You see it your way? I see it mine. Have a good time. Yes, except my way is correct. <laughs> And your ways is complete nonsense. Yeah, there's also the right way and the wrong way. She gets kidnapped during the hustle and bustle. It was a distraction. Of uh, all the stuff. The guy, Smoke and mirrors. Yep, yeah. the guy was hired. Which I didn't even see. Like, I just saw her, like, skedaddling to the right. And then Dude, also I watched it three times, and I saw fucking nothing. I watched it, like, fucking with my eyes open yeah. as far as they could go. <laughs> and I fucking saw nothing. Literally, what happens is a group of people kind of push in between him and her but they all just push her away you don't see a guy in black take her or anything so they don't do a scene where like some guy comes up with chloroform behind her and is like yeah mine bitch no like none of that nothing oh no so yeah everyone's bummed out about that because the dad's like oh fuck i probably shouldn't have that party yeah but then but also he was like there was like 800 cops here and you're telling me she still got kidnapped like what the fuck but if he had let them like we roam around watching the fiery skeleton that burst the door <laughs> with wings on its back yeah <laughs> that suddenly turned human that suddenly turned human <laughs> after he shot him uh... <laughs> with a magic bullet that turned skeletons into people <laughs> apparently ghost skeletons their only weakness is bullets <laughs> oh wait hold on so we haven't talked about the fact that he has a pet raccoon well, it's irrelevant. No, it happens at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> because it has no bearing on the well, plot whatsoever. Well, well, yeah, no, it does. I, I have it in my notes. He has a raccoon named Carl. Uh, Poe does have a raccoon named Carl. Uh, and they live together. <laughs> Apparently, he has a cage and goes everywhere yeah, dude. when he moves. Okay, that's him. that's all I wanted to say Well, about I think that. he's kind of, he's going to come up, too, because uh, he's he involved in stuff. He's not. <laughs> he is, he's involved. Yeah, no, um, he, he means nothing. So they have a school, like a, a, a medical school, and they open the box, and there is a corpse in there. What's like in the box? Like they're supposed to be, but it's being eaten by a crow. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Tiffany. Tiffany, what was it being eaten by? A crow. A, a raven. <laughs> Come on. What the? Yeah, but she has fake blood on her and hello makeup, and then they realize... She is in the Macbeth play. She's an actress. She's an actress. (laughs) They they interrupt a perfectly good performance. They happen to go there during the performance, which I assume is on the weekends and at night. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And somehow interrupt it, and they get all the stagehands who happen to be sailors to come out and line them up. Yeah. I gather up all the murdering rapist sailors for which one of you is a criminal? 
All of them. All of us, man. That's, we're all fucking sailors. What do you want from but us? But the best actor comes from this scene in the movie. Uh, <laughs> when they realize someone named Maurice is missing, they start roaming around because they thought they saw someone running and Poe's chasing the guy running. But Fields is chasing what ends up being a small boy. Yeah. Who, when they f- like, he flashes the light on him, looks genuinely so fucking scared. There's a large man is chasing him with a gun. I, <laughs> I know. And then he's like, "Stay there." Yeah. But that kid was the most believable actor in the entire. Oh. So no, not me. I'm in the play. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Sure you are. You're under arrest. Yeah. yeah. You're coming with me, kid. <laughs> Poe, after that, is also disappointed. His house is on fire and his raccoon but his raccoon has managed to be saved and he knew by his voice that yeah. it was his yes and by his voice that he's mine thank you, <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. but then he goes he moves in with fields they uh they have a like a, a bro moment kind of i feel like there's supposed to be bonding like it's yeah. you're supposed to get this feeling like they're bonding it's supposed to be filler yeah. But they're like fighting <laughs> to flesh this movie out to an hour, and, and a half. they they kind of seem annoyed with each other, like for real. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like that moment where, like, yeah, his the love of his life has been kidnapped, and she's still missing. But then Fields is like, yeah, but I'm doing my best. I'm a cop, sir, and he's like, my wife is missing. Emily. Yeah, I don't know. It was like, ooh, it was but weird. but they but at this point they should be like working together, yeah. so we get like a sense of camaraderie or something right, because right. nothing is working relationship-wise I think emotion, in this movie. Yeah. Emotions were running hot. That's what it was. Are they always running hot? I mean, it's 1849. I imagine everything's horrible at all times. Yeah. Like, well, awful. They were hotter than normal. And also, like, if smells were worse, like, did, did people just get really used to, like, oh, everything smells bad. It's just Probably. the same as every day. I mean, you walk around San Francisco every day and you're not no. growing up. Yeah. You're like, well, everything smells like shit and piss. That's just the way things are. Nope. I go, oh my God, it smells like piss everywhere. <laughs> Don't open your mouth and eat the piss. And that's what I say to myself. The piss will get in your mouth. That's what I worry about. And, oh no, while they're fighting, uh, there's a fucking caped man outside the oh, window. Right, right. Which they never reference ever again. <laughs> staring at him. Yeah. Dude, it's like, they start fighting and then it's like, thunderclap, oh my God, who the fuck is that? And then Fields goes, yeah, he's like, closes well, the window. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Poe was like, "Why are you closing the window?" He was like, "Ah, there's some fucking weirdo out there." Anyway, what were we talking about? No, they say nothing. No, I they know, say I know. absolutely nothing. Sorry, he goes just... and closes the curtain, and then they just get back to business. Yeah, just had the feeling we were being watched by a caped weirdo. Yeah, I, yeah. but it looked like Poe saw him. <laughs> yeah, and the guy closed the curtain. Yeah, they were like quiet for a second after the clap of thunder, like. Did you see that fucking guy out there? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I totally saw him too. I thought it was just me. Let's close the window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they get another clue where they find... First they run down the sewer screaming, Emily! I will say I did appreciate his like, we'll all walk in different directions. I'll blow a whistle. We'll all scream Emily at the same time. And then we'll see what happens. That's a pretty smart tactic. Yeah. I mean, that's how they do it nowadays if they're looking for someone. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, you're right. At, yeah. the, at the beginning, he just screams in everyone's oh. ear. Yeah. He just shouts Emily and everyone looks so annoyed. Because it's like all you do is shout Emily and he feels the need to give an example of how to shout Emily. Right into like Mr. like Professor Fields' ear. Yeah. Yeah. And his eyes are like, he like closes them slowly. <laughs> he has like the look like, 
You know, you know, it's a moment where he's like, fucking Cusack, man, come on. And then Cusack is just a maniac and is like banging on everything and cracking it. Yeah. They weren't, they all supposed to yell at the same time. Yeah. And then someone blows a whistle. They run over there. And I don't really quite know exactly what was going on. So what I saw was they broke, they found a part of the brick, which was a different color. Yeah, which was n- newly laid. New, yeah. So they break into it, and then behind it, on the other side of the tunnel, the killer is there. Yeah. So this is the part I don't get. But what is on the other side? Uh, is it another like tunnel, or is it a room where, it's a, or it's a, or is it just oh, this murderer is holding up a dead body? Like he sees them breaking into that and sees them peeling it off brick by brick, but he's standing there holding a body so that the face is face to face with the people when they open the brick thing. And then he's just gone. And then he like drops it and then just runs away and they shoot at each other and then he escapes because yeah. he always escapes. Yeah, it's super confusing. Yeah. So like, what what happened? I don't know if they like broke to another it broke into another room or But it wasn't another room cuz he instantly just ran into like a uh lit hole which <laughs> would make me think he was going outside. <laughs> I don't know. That was a super confusing yeah. shot. And then it was like some dude dressed as Emily inside, right? It was Maurice. Who the fuck is Maurice? He was the guy that was the sailor stagehand Maurice who was missing. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, they dressed him up as Emily and uh marked on a piece of his back he put an X but it was for latitude, longitude. Jesus, because uh, he already had a map tattooed on his back. What the fuck were they trying to, uh, this movie. So they pull out the pocket watch and it's set to a certain time, which they take to be latitude and longitude right, numbers right. and use the X on the back as like some sort of map. And which is a fucking huge intuitive leap. Like, good for you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is like, why does hair become metallic? And all of a sudden is like, <laughs> These four numbers are marking a space. It's uh like really way to go field. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh they figure out it's the, it's it's the church they all attend, St. Croix, or I think it meant Holy Cross, which was the church. Yeah, uh, it's some spooky church in the middle of the woods, which is apparently the church they all attend. Yeah, they all attend this like sleepy hollow. <laughs> spooky church. boarded up fucking church. <laughs> She's not in there and the young police officer who I think you're supposed to think might be the killer gets shot by the killer. No. The killer jumps off the roof and then slices that cop in the throat and kills him. And then Fields gets shot going to help him. Yeah. And Um, then the killer is running away and of all the fucking police there, they send Edgar Allan Poe to go chase him down. Idiots. They're like, Poe, get him! And he's like, I'm an author. I don't... don't." (laughs) I barely even know how to ride this horse. <laughs> I also believed that Poe was overexerting himself as a as a human being, or chain smoking like alcoholic is gonna like. <laughs> yeah, the the opium booze hound. Yeah, he seemed like he was struggling a lot, like. <laughs> and then, like, like when he's when he screams, Emily, he like holds his hands to his knees and like shouts at the ground, and then like stands back up straight. And I'm like, whoa. You're yeah, struggling, man. buddy. <laughs> Gotta stop smoking. <laughs> Gotta keep chasing that dragon. That's right. Somehow we get a clue that he's supposed to write a story where Emily survives. And if he can, then she's saved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they made that I joke. don't know how Super he got... Super confusing movie. 
the information. Like every time he left a note for Poe, Poe would have to respond through an article in the news. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, that's why like the the editor was like, "Oh, this is the best. Like you're back, Poe. You're doing it." Right. And he's like, "But he's like, but we could change the title." He's like, "Don't you dare change that title." So yeah, so it was like also yeah. making Poe dance a little bit has been kind of already established. Got it. Okay. Dance, Edgar, dance. I had no idea what was going on, literally. But all of a sudden he was reading it and it was like, can you save her? Hmm? And uh, he- <laughs> Why is it the uh, the little like junkyard witch from Labyrinth? <laughs> I don't Something know. like the leprechaun to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he uh, has to write a tale where Emily lives. So he's writing it, and they, like, glue hella papers to one paper. Did you notice no, that? No, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Dude. No, he was writing on a scroll. <laughs> you could see it when he held it up. There were, like, lines, like, stuck together. So it was like... Oh, I don't know about that. It was <laughs> It looked like one <laughs> continuous piece of paper. It looked like it until he held it up to the light. He writes it, and apparently it's amazing, and it shows Emily's Hooters bursting from the coffin. Wait, did you say Hooters? Dude, her boobs, her boobs were, were bursting so out. big during that when she's like punching out of the fucking coffin. Yeah, they were. That whole non-fucking it was amazing. escape a scene. Right, she, so she escapes, <laughs> and then he grabs her and like puts her back in, apparently. Like instantly, yeah. And so Poe changes it and is like, I offer my life for hers. Poe drinks poison. Nevermore. <laughs> Nevermore. He places it to be printed for the next morning's paper. <laughs> Come now. And then apparently he stayed out all night, came back to Field's house in the morning, and the paper has already been picked up by the maid in the morning. And then he's like, why is this paper wet? Because he has a note. And the note was wet, <laughs> but the newspaper wasn't. But she said it rained and approximately last night. <laughs> approximately, approximately last night. And uh, that it wasn't raining when the paper was delivered in the morning. Are you fucking kidding me? He concludes that the paper was placed before the newspaper, meaning that the person who was the killer writing the notes saw the paper before it was published. Yeah. So he thinks it's, he thinks it's the publisher. Yeah. Right. That dude. And uh, but it's not the publisher because it turns out he's his at work. His hands got cut off. With his hands chopped off. I don't know what that's or from. Or else he could have chopped his own hands off. I thought that, but then I was like, no. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then instead, it's a huge letdown. It's not the editor who he's been fighting with for this whole time. It's Wiener Man. <laughs> it's this it's guy. Some random background character. Reynolds. Reynolds. And you've seen him helping Poe. Yeah. You know, like two times Maybe, he's been in one or two scenes yeah previously. well he was with in, like three lines he was in the first scene where poe shows up and is fighting with the editor and then i know he's in the scene where poe writes the like saving emily's story he's like no mr poe no you can't give up your life and then he's like yeah i can i didn't even know, recognize him yeah like, and know, the like, killer was uh this guy all along yeah steve and, the cook I can imagine when this movie was in the theaters, like every girlfriend leading over to her boyfriend being like, Who is that? And him being like, Because they always ask. Damn, baby, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, he's the paper guy. I wonder if it was really supposed to be him or if that was like a change. I mean, like, that's the moment for the twist ending where you find out that Fields was the fucking killer or some shit like that. Right. Not like this third (laughs) string fucking character, like nobody. Mm -hmm. It's like he was the killer. Yeah. Because the audience is going to be like, Well, who fucking cares? Who's that? I have no attachment to that character. <laughs> like, yep. Nobody. It was fucking dumb. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed. And Fields is screaming for his gun yeah. back home and then happens
happens to knock over some printing ink with a hair. <laughs> no, he knocked it over and uh <laughs> Oh, and he noticed a it was on his table and it, the ink was going towards the magnet. <laughs> he ripped his own hair out. Yeah. Yeah. And then did it and he was like, "Fuck, I know who it is." So he's going to where Edgar Allan Poe is right now. Um he's on his way huh. as medium paced as I don't know how long 30 miles an hour how, how fast do horses go <laughs> yes. carriages attached to them 10 or 15 probably like and like I guess it's like a a misery scenario where uh Reynolds is a super fan oh okay. yeah yeah I was like I was wondering where you were going with that but yes but <laughs> but like there uh, was no snow there was no <laughs> Kathy Bates all of that no but it's like he hadn't been writing much recently, and Reynolds yeah. was really wanting him to, so he decided to play Muse with yeah. this idiotic right. fucking plot of like... Which, when you think when you think about it, that's kind of a cool thing to do. Like, hey man, I really appreciate I really appreciate all the effort you went into making. No, me- it's dumb as hell. It was cool <laughs> yeah. when I yeah. when I watched Misery. Uh, it, Kathy Bates was better at it than that guy. That story makes more sense because she didn't have to build a gigantic fucking mechanically operated pendulum to get her in right. Yeah. Well, she I just have, hit it with a hammer. I that's have, what a person would actually do. Yeah. Or create a series of scenarios that like reenacted all his stories. Yeah. I think he's done this before. Oh, like he's had other people that he's super fan of? Other writers. Yeah, uh, I think he's a fucking boner for writers. Oh man, I need a guy like that in my life. He, instead of being a timid little guy, now he's all of a sudden super grandiose and like cocky and thinks he's like a fucking now literary you see genius. Me in my true form. And then <laughs> yeah. one of the cooler things Poe's like, <laughs> he's like, even in the end, I am confronted by plagiarists <laughs> without even the originality to invent themselves. So and the awesome. fucking, yeah, it was great. And the dude gets so pissed. Um, uh, so he blasts Reynolds in the ear. With a fucking gun to get him to finally tell him where the fucking chick is because they're just fucking lollygagging yeah. around. And then he's like, she's somewhere stupid. Goodbye. Yeah. He's <laughs> um, like, she's in the basement or some crap. No, he didn't say anything. He's like, it's time for poison. Like, well, he drinks the poison and then they have a dumb conversation. He says, either you can die and Emily can live or whatever. Right. And he's like, but if you drink the poison, then I'll let her live or something like that, right? Right. But he, he didn't seem like he was fucking keeping his word because he's like, okay, I drank this poison. Dude, this isn't I fucking chatter hour. Like, I can't fucking... Like, do poison. <laughs> I can't fucking talk to you all day. I have like a good 20 minutes here and you're like fucking telling me about how great you are. Cool. You're not that great. You're kind of a wanker. Fuck you. <laughs> Although, but he was in the presence of his like, you know... He, he loved Poe, so he would kind of gush a little bit. But he was gushing over himself. Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm more of a muse, you know. He's like, and I'm like, dude, you're nothing. This you're dick isn't going to suck itself. No one even knows your name, literally. <laughs> Where nobody nope. knows your name. <laughs> Poe. Uh, <laughs> so he finally is like leaving, and he's like, there's this writer, Jules Verne. And like... Yeah. Like set, setting up the uh, the sequel. Yeah, so finally he just quotes uh, the fucking Telltale Heart. It's like, in the floorboards. Yep, and Poe like has to push over the world's heaviest desk <laughs> <laughs> while on poison. <laughs> um, and then he has to go down to the basement and sees a whole area that looks exactly like his workspace with exactly his books and exactly his papers and all this weird shit. And uh, it looks like exactly like the murder basement from The Collector. And then he f- realizes she's in the ground, ground, digs her out. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Too bad I gotta die. Yeah, he knows he has to die, but it was for the greater good. It's for the greater good. The cops come, Poe's missing. Um, Two feet away on a park bench. 
Apparently, they couldn't find him. He's literally (laughs) in the same block. (laughs) 20 feet away. Um, And this old dude with the fucking uh, top hat comes out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I love that guy. He's like, can I help you? Aren't you Poe? And he's like, Dale Fields, his name is Reynolds. And he's like, what's going on? He looks hella scared. He's like, I don't understand. He looks scared. He just looked like confused for a second. He's like, I don't understand. And then he's like, Dale Fields, his name's Reynolds. And the guy was just like, whatever cool and leaves yeah. just clearly in distress he asks me if he needs help and he's like well never mind you're just <laughs> gonna be a dick about um, it poe you can die on this bench good to see you well he looks at him like he's a fucking lunatic yeah and then just leaves like <laughs> yeah i guess people were less patient then the average lifespan was 37 maybe he actually went to get help and that's all he found yeah because then the, that's a possibility because then he's in the hospital and the guy we're all the police two feet away so he just be like poe's over here he sounds <laughs> He's talking nonsense. <laughs> Tip trying to tell you your name was Reynolds. Because that's the fucking conclusion a logical human being would jump to. And not the fact that he was trying to tell you that someone's name was Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, give him another enema. More leeches. <laughs> um... And then Fields uh, flies to Paris. Yeah. And then On when... the airplane that hasn't been invented Yeah, yet. he tells... And... <laughs> Boy, are his arms tired. That fucker had to take a ship to get that final scene, dude. He had to get on a boat. That day. Zeppelin. <laughs> that day, yeah, because he was leaving. Zeppelin. Yeah, so he, he meets him there, and when Reynolds smugly gets into his carriage, he's there, and you get the sweet end bullet bang, and then yeah. it, yeah, and then glass breaks, and then it's like a magnet raven. <laughs> <laughs> for the credits it is like a magnet raven it is yeah. a magnet raven and the stupidest awesome. song yeah burn my shadow away <laughs> what does that even fucking mean? never more never i looked at that more. and it was by uncle <laughs> like u-n-c-l-e u-n-k-l-e i think is how it was spelled oh stop banging on stuff yeah b it's you joshua so it's not as good. <laughs> yep and then that that's the movie that's it the raven nevermore <laughs> It's Super all over. Confused. If you're confused, so are we. Yeah. I am con- I am kind of confused. Um, was Poe like a stylish person? Like fashionable? Yeah. I think he might have been more so. I mean, he was an artist, you know, at the time, so. Yeah. You know, you know how that goes. Yeah, because I feel like he was like a, a smooth operator, moved in with chicks probably a little too early, got booted, and then has to get another girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a problem getting like, Yeah, them. she comes home, she's like, so, still no job? Like, he's like, baby, I'll- let me just crash on your couch for like a couple of weeks until I get my shit in order. <laughs> I got a big check coming in from the journal. Did you pick up beer? I am an- <laughs> yeah, did, yeah, did you pick up beer, by the way? Hey, I'm going to meet up with some buddies. You mind if they come back here and crash on your couch? Did you get smokes? Uh, cool. <laughs> we'll be out tonight. Leave the door unlocked. I lost my key. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. The um, So this movie actually depicts his death very accurately in a weird way. That all happened? <laughs> Well, yeah, so here's the thing. Like, he was found on a park bench muttering the words Reynolds. Depicts it to me that they portrayed his death as if they Googled him on Wikipedia and then read how he died and then made a movie around it. Exactly. Yeah. So, on like 927, he left Virginia and then he died on October 7th, Mm -hmm. like on a park bench. And they don't know how he died, like speaking the name Reynolds. Mm -hmm. So, like, the movie, like, then just filled in, like, all these weird gaps trying to, like, let's make a story around that situation. But the problem is, is that they didn't actually look up anything. No. No, they fucking... There's a lot of assumptions. They Googled them. (laughs) Yeah. They they won one Wikipedia article about his death. 
And they were like, all right, that's all I know. And that's they all I didn't need to know. even fill in their own story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there are gaps in their own story that was the filler of the death. They're like, like listen, we got to get this guy on our park bench talking about the name Reynolds. That's all we need to do. Sitting in a park bench. Talking about Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first trailer dropped on the 162 year anniversary of his death. That's something. Purposeful. See, they Googled that. Yeah. They knew his yeah, death. See? It's on the Wikipedia page. Of course they did. He printed it out. <laughs> Ewan McGregor was originally supposed to play Edgar Allan Poe. Then he read the script. And he was like, <laughs> fuck this shit. He was like, I got the script for this Phantom Menace movie that's going to fucking change everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, it's got a 22% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not very good, right? No, that's awful. <laughs> wow, uh, really? It made, uh, it made 29 yeah, it made $29.7 million. Whoa. Total. That probably doesn't even cover John Cusack's fucking paycheck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. I got a couple uh, reviews that I thought were kind of funny or interesting. Michael DeQuena says, wait, wait. The only real the mad... The Michael DeQuena? I don't know. <laughs> Is that someone you know? No, no I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> oh, good. No, um, no, I'm just being an The asshole. only real imagination in the whole film comes late. In the rather terrifically designed mm. titles. <laughs> and I picked that because I did not think that they were terrifically no, they were designed. they cheesy as fuck. No. Yeah. It was like worse than the movie yeah. to me. Especially <laughs> but, if with... that w- but if those credits were the only like crowning achievement to this guy's review, then <laughs> that's actually that's kind of pretty accurate. Like, well, the reviews are pretty good. I mean, the credits are pretty all right. I like hearing you ruffle through your papers because you sound like that scientist in a movie that's trying to talk about like a comet hit in the earth and you're like well how long do we have and you're like uh four 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 i wrote it down here somewhere four days (laughs) (laughs) wait uh, wait uh, wait uh, i'm sorry four billion years (laughs) I i have to have a lot of papers uh so yeah the last review i have is from yoda master jedi uh he is a super reviewer, is what it says. Okay. Oh, and his oh, review well, says three stars, and above it has three stars. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for contributing. That was a review. Review by Josh Mayfield. Not a good movie. Yeah. Three stars. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like you guys would recommend this movie at all. No. no. I mean, I appreciate what it was trying to do, but it didn't do it. I think it could have been good. It could have been good. No. Well, I think it had the opportunity. Well, in the same way any movie could have been good. <laughs> well, yeah. It has the potential that if it was made well, it could have yeah. been good. I mean, it, like, well, it was kind of a cool concept. It was trying like, to do like a From Hell, Sleepy Hollow, based in reality, just could have happened hypothetically kind of scenario. Like, wow. This painting could have been good if you weren't a shitty artist and bad at painting. <laughs> but you yeah. are, so it's bad. <laughs> I think some parts were good. Okay. <laughs> John Cusack was pretty bad most of the time, but was good a couple moments. There were some things I enjoyed. Um, How puffy do you think his face was in this movie? Like, it was pretty puffy, Do you think he became an alcoholic to, like, fill the role? No, I just don't think he really trained for this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I think they, like, they went to his cabin in the middle of nowhere. They're like, hey, you want to do a movie? Here's a bag of money. Can you start next week? He was like, I can start right now. I already have the Edgar Allan Poe mustache. We've already printed out the Wikipedia page for you. <laughs> Here's the script. <laughs> no need. No need. <laughs> um, anything you thought you had questions about? Anything you thought. <laughs> like that was important? No, nothing in this movie was important. 
Um, well, actually, I don't know. I kind of hated the female character and I didn't care about her at all. <laughs> yeah. Because then that was the whole crux of the movie. I mean, I don't know. This falls into the common like movie trope with women and children where it's like yeah. they only serve as a prop device for the other characters right. and they don't actually are actually a relevant character in any and, way. And she's a fictional like, she, yeah, she's fictional. It was made up. For or, like she movie. doesn't have any. I mean, they could have not even told me her name. and I would, would not have changed the movie. Like, What's her name? Emily. Because okay. he screamed it. Emily! But my point is, it's like, if the person, the damsel in distress is a character I don't give a shit about, I don't care about the whole fucking movie. It's like, why do you want to find her? She's boring. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's not even a fleshed out character. I mean, those boobs. Yeah. That's why he wants to find her. I mean, I'm sure that's what it says in the script. Boobs in danger. Man (laughs) has to find. Yeah. The drama ensues. (laughs) Well, yeah. Because, well, they, they said that, like, every woman he's ever loved died tragically in his arms i mean we knew he had his share of ladies but yeah she was the uh the reason he needed to die you know what i mean like why else would he kill himself unless he was tragically in love i wonder what they paid john cusack you think they just fucking gave him hella money i mean he's not like it seems not a huge actor but he's well known enough that you probably his agent can request it on the money like um it's just i don't know he just he almost seemed like he was playing depressed so hard he actually like depressed himself. Like, Probably just was depressed because he read the fucking screenplay and had already signed the paperwork and was like, yeah. "Well, fuck, I have to make yeah. this." I, <laughs> I think the worst part is I read a review and he was like, "Yeah, I read the uh, I read the script and I was really drawn in by how smart it was." And I was like, "Aw, yeah, just pay people, like pay him the same." Yeah, <laughs> did he really like, oh, say that? Buddy yeah oh man it's not like fucking sad ben affleck <laughs> dude i would no, yeah i would rather like star in a remake of the simpsons the raven or something like and also <laughs> it really didn't have anything to do with the raven like well tail. yeah no. i mean if anything it had to do with like he wrote the raven and it was a big success but then he had nothing to follow up afterwards mm-hmm. like it was like oh well now i got nothing but i mean it, but but still how does that relate to like a serial killer copying your stories and like, kidnapping your wife. Like, it, it doesn't. It's just, it's. Just... There were too many ideas, really. Yeah. Like, stuffed into one movie. Yeah. Uh, so, Josh, I think it's your pick, buddy. Oh, did shit. you Did you pick a movie? I did pick a movie. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm going to continue beating up on John Cusack, and we're going to do John Cusack's 2012. A great, great film. <sighs> Except not in any shape, way, or form. This one's going to be tough. <laughs> It's funny because I thought you were going to talk about a movie that he did in 2012. I was like, all right, here we go. No. It's John Cusack's 2012 film. No, no, because there was no movies after 2012 because the world ended on 2012. Uh, right. 2000, okay. Yeah, I remember. I also want to tell John Cusack that we don't dislike him. I, I think you he's in wonderful. Oh. I I loved you in High Fidelity. High Fidelity was awesome. You were great in High Fidelity. Probably one of your best yeah. movies and, ever. And then everything he did before the age of 27. Right? No. What about Con Air? Oh, Con Air, you're right. Oh, oh he isn't Con Air, you're right. He's, He's a fucking kind of scary as fuck in Con Air. It's really weird. <laughs> He's a fucking weirdo. Isn't it, wait, who is in Con Air? The FBI agent in Sandals. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right. All right, so we're watching that, huh? 2012, huh? Yep. <laughs> 2012, see? <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, Crash me the goose, the largest one in the window. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to Always a The Raven. Yeah, and I assume at this point we'll have a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
website thing so yeah no oh okay <laughs> never mind yes. um yeah do you have our twitter yeah i think it's uh intermission pc at intermission pc at intermission pc and uh which stands for uh prostate colon <laughs> exactly yeah. and uh we've been taking pictures of movies we have been watching and we're just gonna post them up there yes we encourage you to take photos of movies you're watching and then tag us. Yes. While 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 you are intermissioning, of course. Mish or jerking off. <laughs> or jerking oh, off. Either uh, one. Wait, that's what I meant. I mean, that, wait, aren't you guys jerking off during the intermission? <laughs> so you know it. You fucking know it. And don't raw dog, uh, 2012. Watch it. <laughs> it's, it's always better when you watch that's it. That's pathetic. And tell your friends you like it. Oh, dry hump. And usually no lube. It doesn't matter. You, I like. I feel like a raw dogger is someone who wears like uh, easy to pull off pants with no underwear. It's a spit on it and stick it and, in. And doesn't wear a condom. Oh. oh, cool. Okay, got it. But they like he might have sneakers on and a shirt too. But then he pulls right, off his. You're like, getting me really worked up right now. We gotta. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. If you like the show, tell people you like it, and then. Or don't. Whatever. We don't care. And yeah. then they can listen Fucking to it too. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Later. See ya. Thanks. <laughs> ah.